I'm gonna make them an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Michael. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. The best movies you've never seen. That's what it says on the box. That's what we're talking about. This is the podcast where we talk about movies that I, Stephen Fennick, have watched many, 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 many times. <laughs> and I show them to my good mate, Trevor Long, who's never seen them before. I just get shown yeah. up as being a movie Neville. There you go. But we are building up your movie knowledge and your movie library. And uh, I'm happy to say this week, a uh, bit of a change of gears, uh, change of pace. Wow. We've got a, a comedy here. It's Ace Ventura Pet Detective and released in 1994 and was really the breakout role for Jim Carrey. Ah. Jim Carrey was kind of a TV, he was on TV, comedy shows, and this was the film that really broke him out. In 1994, when, when Ace Ventura was released... He actually also made The Mask, which was probably a bigger hit, and Dumb and Dumber, which was even bigger than that. Oh, wow. So yeah. a huge year that he had. He had a couple of good years Oh, yeah, there. solid start. So really, really took off. It I was hope his, he invested uh, well. He, I think he has, yeah. Now, it's funny, you know, this movie was, wasn't was originally written to be about animals and, and pets. The original idea was more of a generic detective parody, so like a Sherlock Holmes so parody. So still, still funny. Yeah, um, you could see Jim Carrey doing it, but yeah. Sherlock Holmes crazy detective parody, yeah. what a Pink Panther style going, yeah, like that, but not not nothing to do with pets. But yeah. screenwriter Jack Bernstein had a change of heart when he watched the David Letterman show, and there was a segment on the show oh, about pet owners. Yes. Dave used to love, yeah, those. do you remember those? So yes. he thought, you know what, that is a really good idea, and he sort of switched gears there, but. Further to that, the original concept of the character, he was meant to be this bumbling idiot, so sort of like Clouseau, sort of yes. real bumbler. But Jim Carrey, when he was cast, they rethought the whole thing and they said, right, he's going to be funny but also quite smart at the same time. Okay. He's, he's going to have, he's not going to be the bumbling idiot. He's going to be quite sharp and funny at the same time. Right. So that's what that's what we uh, that's what we end up getting. Now, you had not seen this, seen this, seen parts of this. I reckon uh, you've probably seen parts of this. I've definitely... You know what? <clears throat> I don't think I'd seen even parts of it. Yep. I definitely had... There's a lot of lines I'd heard yep. or 
I guess you'd call them phrases I've, I've heard around. Um, I think I recommended my kids watch this at some point, but we never really got through it. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> it's a bit adult for kids, though. How, it, how it young is. were your kids? Right, well, some, adult, some adult parts in it. Who knows that from the title, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Let me be clear. It looks like a kid's movie. Um, <laughs> but sometimes. I don't think I invested heavily, and I don't think they paid any attention either, which yeah. is why I'm not worried about it. But, yeah, no, mate, this is, uh, apart from I could have named Jim Carrey as being the star, yep. that's all I got. That's all you got, right. Okay, well, it was directed by Tom Shadak, and... When he first saw the movie, right, when they completed it, yeah. you know what his initial thought was? I'm a lunatic. Our careers are over. <laughs> <laughs> that was his initial thought. He goes, we're done. No one's going to like this. Even he goes, we're done. And, and look, it, it was exactly the opposite of that, though, I think, because um, it became, I think, you know, you know, like it's like when George Lucas made Star Wars. He never, ever, ever imagined in a million years it was going to be this massive hit that's going right. to change the world. This, I think, sort of, they captured something. I think Jim Carrey Do you brought think that, something a lot, that, to it. A lot of that is because of what it made Jim Carrey. And so Absolutely. There's a lot of reflection on this I, as being that breakout. Yeah, I think Jim Carrey came to this thinking, well, what have I got to lose? I'm going to go in. It's, it's go big or go home sort of performance yeah. for him. And he just brought it. And that's what I remember seeing the trailer for this and thinking, oh, this, I've got to see this at the time. Anyway, this is our last exit before the freeway. We are going to get into it. You want to watch any of the movies we talk about on the best movies you've never seen, you can watch them on Fetch. And you do that just like I'm about to do. Just pick up the remote, press the voice button and say Ace Ventura. And the power of the Fetch box is that using the universal search that applies across all of the apps that are available on Fetch, which now includes Disney+, Plus, Stan, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Paramount, and of course Fetch's own deep library called the Movie Store, we can see that there's three different ways we can watch Ace Ventura here. We can buy or rent it in the Movie Store. If you've got a Stan subscription, it's there for you to watch. And if you've got an Amazon Prime subscription, you can use that to make an in-app purchase to rent or buy the movie as well. So lots of ways to watch. Thousands of movies available for you in the Fetch Movie Store. Uh, plus, every month there's new movies available in the movie box for you to watch for free. So if you're a movie lover like Stephen, there's always something to watch on Fetch. Righto. You're still with us. It means <laughs> you are ready to join the ride here, to get on the ride. Now... Your impressions, you've seen the movie for the first time. Yes. It's not a long movie either. It's only about 80 minutes. It's yeah. quite short. So about yep. 79 minutes, I think it is. So probably the shortest movie we've covered Thank on the show. this week. So <laughs> what are your impressions? I enjoyed it. It's a fun movie. I think it's a challenge for me because it's so stupid. Do you know what I mean? Like That's why I liked it. No, yeah. and I get that. And I think I, yeah. I, I don't think I yet fully appreciate it. Yeah. Because I think it's so stupid. It's so jarringly different from everything else I watch. <laughs> I love comedy, right? Yeah. Love comedy. Like stand-up comedy. But right? I love yeah. stand-up comedy. I love sitcoms because of yeah. the kind of stories that get told yep. through comedy. So I like this movie. I think Jim Carrey is an absolute lunatic. <laughs> but you can see how he would be then chosen to potentially play many other roles yeah. because of his ability to simply perform. Like, everyone else in this is just there to be part of the show. I'll, he I'll, is a performer. I'll talk more in Casting Call about some of the other movies he made and some of the others that I like as well. Your tweet on this one, what would that be? Uh, uh, that's a tough one. So my tweet on this one is, I think uh, I think the, the tweet on this one is, if you need a laugh and you want something different, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, ticks <laughs> the boxes. Enjoy, relax. 
don't expect too much. Fantastic. Well, I saw this at the movies. What a shock! Like I told you, I saw, I saw the trailer. At least, don't forget, it came out in 1994. Yep. So I saw the trailer. I'm thinking, I've got to see this. It was a really good trailer. Very funny. And there was like, he was impersonating. Yeah, so many moments you'll, in this you can imagine hear, the trailer. You'll hear the um, impersonations of like the uh, Captain Kirk and the guys from Star Trek and all that, which we'll play. Um, and I thought, oh, I've got to see this. So it was out of the movies in 94 and has been released in every format since. I think I remember early on when it first came to DVD, it was only available in 4x3, so the square yeah, TV right. shape. Um, I could never find the full widescreen until it came out on DVD or on Blu-ray, I think, for the first time. Yeah, can yeah. I just ask, so yeah. this is getting into more of a tech podcast yeah. than anything else, but back then, TVs were um, 4x3. Yeah. Uh, movie cinemas are obviously widescreen, but... In what world are you thinking that I can take home a widescreen version? Is that because other well, DVDs were widescreen? Some, yeah. When DVD came around, it was in the in the sort of mid to late nineties, they were all widescreen. So it was that point where you just had the letterbox on your screen. Yeah. And even back then, my, my movie collections, I'd always opt for the widescreen version. Like there was some VHS, like Star Wars, I've got on VHS widescreen version, oh. so you can see it. Proper like the letterbox, but you see what's happening because you, you watch Star Wars four by three, you miss half of it. There's so much happening because it's taken up the whole screen. Right. And in this instance, yeah, it was it was a four by three, and then it wasn't until it came out on Blu-ray that it was a full widescreen version. Oh, there you go. So uh, yeah, so I've been a fan of Jim Carrey ever since I've, I saw this. Uh, let's talk casting call, and Jim Carrey, of course, plays Ace Ventura, and he was in The Mask, as I said, and Dumb and Dumber that same year. Some other some other shows he was in other movies. Another favourite of mine of his is Liar Liar. Have you seen that? Oh, I think I have seen yeah. that. That's I know that's the uh, anyway. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll do that because it's it. He plays a lawyer whose his son makes a wish that he can't lie right. for twenty four hours, and they're going through like a divorce. And very very funny movie. Uh, he was also in the Cable Guy. Remember that? Have you? I'm sure you haven't seen that. But he was. That was the first time he was paid twenty million dollars to be in a movie. Wow! That's how big his star. He, his, his star rose quite quickly, and that he was commanding that sort of bread. But you had seen Kidding, hadn't you? The show on Stan. Yes, I've watched the so show. So yes. Jim he, Jim Carrey's in that as well. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. would you believe the role was offered to several other people before him, including uh, Rob Schneider? Okay, that works. Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah. What about Whoopi Goldberg? What? She was offered the role too. They were going to make it all female, of course, but they said uh, they turned it down. Now, the other uh, also stars Courtney Cox, who plays yes. Melissa. We uh, you got That was in The Millionaire Question. She was in Friends and, and, and other shows. Did you know, though, that Courtney Cox, you're a big Bruce Springsteen fan? Uh, yeah. I if you look know. at the film clip for Dancing in the Dark, she is the woman that he invites on stage to dance with him. Blimey, Charlie. Did you know that? So go back and look at that video. She's got sort of short hair at the time. And at the end of that clip, he and he sort of puts his hand out near the front of the stage. She grabs his hand. She bring, He brings her up on stage, and they're having a dance. That's Courtney Cox. Before she was on Friends, of course. Also stars Sean Young, who plays uh, Einhorn. She was in Stripes. Have you seen Stripes with Bill Murray? We'll have to add that to the list. Uh-huh. Blade Runner she was in as well, and No Way Out with Kevin Costner. Dan Marino. Plays himself. Yeah, I was going to say, when that came up on the title, <laughs> I recognised that name. He was the Miami Dolphins <coughs> legendary quarterback, of course. And did you know, did you recognise Tone Loke as Emilio? He was also in another movie that we've covered on the podcast. He was in Heat. Uh, he was okay. the informant in the nightclub. Remember, yeah, you guys right. heard this bloke talk, calling me slick. And 
Remember that guy in the nightclub? Where, broadly, yeah. Yeah, so the, he was in that as well. We're about to dive into the run-through, but before we do that, let's talk about our other great sponsor, and that is Hisense. Our motto around here is go big or go home with the movies you're watching, and you can do just that with a Hisense TV. They have 75 and 85-inch TVs. They have their QLED, their ULED technology, I'd say, with a quantum dot technology, so you're watching a terrific picture quality. It's great contrast, great black level, so the quality that the filmmaker intended, you are seeing, but... The great thing about the Hisense TVs is they don't only look good, they also sound good. Dolby Atmos is included with the TVs, and you'll be hearing sounds coming from parts of the room where there are no speakers. It has that virtual surround sound thanks to the Dolby Atmos, so you're getting both great picture quality and great sound quality at the same time. They also have the VDAR-U operating system, so really easy to get to your content, really easy to find the movies you want to watch on that terrific big screen. And best of all, Hisense TVs come with a three-year warranty. Not one, not two, three-year warranty. So if there's any doubt in your mind, Hisense back their products with a three-year warranty. So if you are thinking of buying a new TV, do what we do. Go big or go home. Go a 75-inch, or you know what, even better than that, 85-inch TV. Yes. That's what Hi- That's what Trevor's watched this movie on, an 85-inch Hisense TV. You want to find out more, head over to Hisense.com.au. All righty. Are you ready, Trev? I'm ready to go. It starts off All pretty right funny. Then. <laughs> All right. Well, it starts off pretty funny here. There's a uh, we see strange. we see him sort of. There's a person, a, a delivery man with a package, and the, the on his on the his shirt it says HDS. Did you notice that? Yeah. That was for a reason because the that's a fictitious company. Yeah, right? they couldn't use UPS. Well, no. The original. If you look at the letters, if you flip them one hundred and eighty degrees, yeah. it'll read UPS. So they just flipped the letters around and it read HDS instead. So they they flipped them around one eighty degrees. So they they went like this, and they it it formed HDS instead of UPS. Okay. Anyway. That's what they did, and it is. Uh, he was carrying a package, and funny thing was, it said fragile. He's kicking it, hitting it along the fence. It gets caught in the lift, and it, yeah. he gets he gets to the door. He knocks on the door. He's the sort of listening out, and uh, the, the he he's got the he delivers the package. Here's a here's an animal inside. Did you hear the dog yep, barking? Yep. But then he's greeted at the door. What do you want? HDS, sir. And how are you this afternoon? All righty then. I have a package for you. <laughs> Sounds broken. Most likely, sir. I'll bet it was something nice, though. <laughs> now, this is an insurance form. If you'll just sign here, here, and here, initial here, and print your name here, we'll get the rest of the forms out to you as soon as we can. That's a lovely dog you have there, sir. Do you mind if I pet him? I don't give a rat's ass. Oh. <laughs> oh, you boo. Oh, you boo-boo doo-doo. That's fine, sir. I can finish the rest. You just have yourself a good day. Take care now. Bye-bye then. He's off, right? Such a crazy thing. (laughs) The character, the the actor who answered the door, his name was Randall Cobb. Tex Cobb. Now, in that scene, he had two black eyes. That was not makeup. Apparently showed up on the set, probably had a bar brawl the night before. Showed up on the set. Director Tom Shadak says, you know what? Probably from a brawl, but 
it, it, it adds to the character. Go ahead. Do your best. They didn't. They didn't bother covering it with makeup. They said that adds, adds to the, the character. Scene. Quite yeah. frankly, so, he played uh, it well because then he looks. He looks across the door room and he sees the dog sitting there. Yeah, and he says to the dog, "Get away from the get door." Get away from the door. <laughs> yeah. Well, that just on that, the dog near the door, and we find out that it's a stuffed dog, right? That's this bugs me every time I, I watch it. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Why is the dog there? No, but the the reason that it bugs me is not because the dog's there. We find out that it's a stuffed dog. He's been yeah. tricked, right? But where the dog is, it couldn't have been placed there because the door, door wouldn't have shut. shut. Yeah, so that's always bothered me. That's, that's fair so, too. Yeah. Could there have was been something shut. about the positioning of it that bothered yeah, me. Yeah, it was just sitting there. Yeah, they didn't think of that. Anyway. It didn't seem but like he, the kind of thing that could have happened in that moment. The yeah. scene we just saw well, was pretty much the entire moment. Well, we see that he's taken off with the he's, – he's gone and played with the dog, put the fake one there, yeah. taken the real one under his shirt, and off he goes. Yeah. He comes and grabs the dog, and it says, oh, you've been had – and then he chases after him. Remember, he's got the feed tray for the dog. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, it's flooded. Let's just wait a minute. And then the bat comes in and he goes, oh, we could try it now. And they're trying to get away By from it. By the way, in terms of um, movie industry props or work that goes into something like this, I, I'd i be the most proud prop person in the world if I designed that feed tray. Yes, it comes out. Because it's like an, it's the ashtray of a car. Yeah. But rather than just being an ashtray, which is always very shallow and small, yeah. it comes out on extension levers and it turns a bit towards the passenger seat and the dog can then eat, yeah. just eat his food. He says, hungry fella, it's, and then he has a, has a did you Think about, like, honestly, think about the amount of How hasn't that taken off in got. cars? Why, does, why, why don't cars all have that? Because that's mad. <laughs> think about the amount of time that would have taken to build yeah. and the amount of air time that it got. There you go. Amazing, there isn't go. it? That's yeah. movies. Well, I love how he's bashing the crap out of his car yep. and that the, he sort of bashes the back window and the dog bites him and then Ace, Ace bites, him bites him too. And off they go. Uh, then at the very end of the scene, because his windscreen's shattered, yeah, the, the dog's, dog's out, the out of one. And then it pans and across the car the and, one, and yeah. Ace is and looking out the we see that uh, We see that also in the other scenes down the track as well. But he returns to the, the dog to its owner and we find out the owner is uh, quite an attractive young lady. Oh, my little baby, come here. You missed mommy, didn't you? Oh, yes, you did. Did Daddy hurt you? I won't let him know he won't. He can keep that big TV, but he's not going to hurt my baby. No, he's not. No. Thank you, Mr. Ventura. Do I love the music, I have to repay you. <laughs> well, the reward would be good. There is some damage to my car. It's a high-performance machine, so I had to fill it with premium. <laughs> Would you like for me to take your pants off instead? Gee, let me think. Um, sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's just t- such a typical you male know, character. I'll say right now, this is probably the most quoted movie that I, I have. have. I quote this all the time. <laughs> yeah. and I'd that be there. Well, gee, let me think. Sure. I use that heaps. And the woman, by the way, who was uh, the, the young, attractive lady, her name was Rebecca Ferrati. She was the Playboy Playmate of the Month in June 1986. Yeah. That scene where the woman seduces Ace instead of paying him was improvised by Jim Carrey. That was a pretty interesting improvisation. How about you ha- pretend ha- you're going to... Uh, oh, so he of, says that He says her. on the set, let's just try it this way. Instead of, would you like just to take your pants off? And that was improvised completely. That's just Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, if you, I love looking at his all these movies I own on disc. He's got a gag reel, like that's twenty minutes long because he tries all these different things and all the other actors just can't. They just just yeah, start yeah, yeah, yeah. out laughing. 
is really funny, and that would have been. That, I think that's on there too. It's very funny. It's a funny thing about streaming services. You don't get the extra features. Like, that's why I'm a I'm what? a disc man because a better quality for me. I know, but but why? you get the behind. You get the. Do you know what I love too? Oh, this is how much of a nerd Director's I am. Cut. Director's the, the commentary. commentary, and some commentaries are legendary, funny, and informative. Like I've I've watched a lot of them, and. That that is just gem you can't get on the streamers and, and even the other features like deleted scenes yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. like mate that that's why I'm a collector why I, I get most of my movies on DVD okay and on Blu-ray on 4K I should say okay next up we see the dolphin stolen did you see the uh, truck pull up and yeah. did you notice that the, there was a the, on the hand on the thing there was a Super Bowl yes. ring so you know there's something doing there they tranquilize at the first dolphin. I couldn't work out whether the both the people involved were. Actually yeah. involved in the theft or whether oh, he one had accomplices. Yeah, they carried know, it, it just, away. Yeah. I was a bit confused early on as to whether one of the people there was um, just you know overseeing the dolphin, the yeah. others were stealing it without him knowing or something. Yep, it confused me a little bit, but it didn't yeah. take long before it all. I think caught up. yeah, I think you saw the hand, and then they tra- they you saw the needle go in. They tranquilize <laughs> yep. the dolphin. Next thing we see is Ace driving home in his car. I love how he sort of skids to a halt in front of his car, in front of his house. He does that in a few He's other scenes. He's got great parking. And yeah, every, parking genius parker. Point. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute too. He comes home. He's got his groceries, a bag full of pet food. And I love <laughs> the how landlord, he, yeah. the landlord's there. <laughs> filthy that two things. He hasn't paid him. Mm. And Jim's like, there's a, you know, albino bloody, yeah. uh, what is it? An the, albino, uh, albino uh, pigeon. Pigeon. That's he goes, missing, and that's I'll once get I get that, I'm yeah. good. And then, then the landlord has a go at him. Just, he thinks he's got pets. He's heard noises. He's like, oh, I don't have pets. And he says, what's all this pet food? Like the bloke's got <laughs> five arms full of pet food. He just goes, fiber. Do you like too when he had the leaf when he goes past the apartment? Then he puts the leaf down. There's like 100 leaves. He did the same thing. <laughs> and uh, he talks about, yeah, yeah the, the reward for the pig. He goes, once I get this, you're paid. And he says, I love you. He says, what's all this pet food? He goes, I never bring my work home with me. That's true. That <laughs> but what he line. does, you see what he does? He shakes the keys yes. three times it's like a warning. and then opens the door and he goes, are you satisfied? And then he just shuts the door right on his nose. <laughs> he goes, okay, bye-bye then. And that's the first time we hear him say, loser. As well. <laughs> <laughs> Next scene, Miami Dolphins office and the the boss of the team, I'm assuming, is saying, how the hell do you lose a fish? Yeah. And this similar, like a Seinfeld type line there, she goes, uh, it's a mammal. Do you remember from that scene, the marine <laughs> yeah, biologist, yeah. Yes. mammal? I, I, I laughed at that just there. Uh, they're talking about how superstitious they are. There, and he says, look, find the fish or find new jobs. And then the secretary, Martha, recommends he's a, pet detective. a pet detective. So he says he's very, he's quite good. Next thing we very see important. is... Very important. Martha's role in this, oh, very yeah. important oh, yeah. a little bit later. We see uh, Ace then on the on the roof stalking this albino pigeon. Remember this? Yes. And he's about to get it, and he falls down into the dumpster. And did you? It, it sort of aged the movie a bit when he gets a pager. Pages. He gets looks at his pager. <laughs> he goes, oh, "Okay, got a job." Then we see him driving to Joe Robbie Stadium, and I my notes say he's a great parker. So when he parked the car, and I use this line as well, he says, like, like a, a glove. glove. <laughs> <laughs> this is so genius. And he meets Melissa for the first time. And yep. he, yeah, Super Bowl week, he says, oh, how was security? He goes, oh, the guy with the rubber glove was surprisingly gentle. And uh, they're talking about how, yeah, Super Bowl week and all that. And she shows him the video of Snowflake, and he's eating his seeds and putting all the crap yeah, on the table. He's eating sunflower seeds. Yeah. just dropping the... And he's all over his teeth, and all the rubbish is on a desk. Yeah. She offers him an ashtray. And what, and he he, says, what does he say? Disgusting habit. It's, oh, yeah, it's a disgusting habit. He's a teeth full of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But then next week, see, they, they take him down to the field. And he's having, he goes, okay, righto, we, uh, we know 
that it's a the van loaded from the rear. And then he meets Roger Padacta. Who's he? Roger Padacta, meet Ace Ventura. He's our pet detective. Hi. Uh, nice to meet you. Came very highly recommended by Martha Metz. Martha Metz? Oh, yeah, the bitch. <laughs> what? Pekingese, hyperactive, lost in Highland Park area. She was half dead when I found her. Is that the tank? Excuse me. And I love this whole sequence where he jumps in the tank and immediately he... One of the best imitations I've heard of Captain Kirk. Captain's log, stardate 23.9, rounded off to the nearest decimal point. We've traveled back in time to save an ancient species from total annihilation. So far, no signs of aquatic life, but I'm going to find it. If I have to tear this universe another black hole, I'm going to find it. I've got to, mister! <laughs> Just to give that some context, okay? Yeah. In Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home, yeah. they come back from the future to 1984, and it's all about whales and saving whales and them doing something to help them in the future. Yeah. That was sort of a loose reference to that. To so that very thing. You could right? you could laugh at that anyway, but it's based on that. On yeah. that, that you imitation. can laugh at just the impression. Oh, of course. No, genius impression. <clears throat> but uh, he sees something in the filter, and then uh, w- w- Melissa panics when she sees she sees all the reporters coming over. Ace, get out of the tank. I just can't do it, Captain. I just have the power. I said get out of the tank now. For God's sakes, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a fool, man. So he does. The McCoy is the is the engineer. So, you know, that's the one who Kirk says, okay, give me, give me, go, let's go faster or whatever. And he yeah. goes, I just can't do it. I don't have the power. He's a Scottish guy, right? Yeah. And McCoy, like Bones, is the doctor. He, he says, he goes, I'm a doctor, not a pool, man. And honestly, both impressions are spot on. <laughs> Nails it. <laughs> but then he finds you remember he finds a little finds gem, a little gem. Yeah, so he <clears> you don't really know yeah. what it is but he finds he something he sort of sees something and he yeah. sort of got it on his, he holds onto that um, then his, his next stop is the police station Yeah, and as soon as he walks in they He's, start ribbing him yeah. about his job homicide Ventura <laughs> no you gonna stop that one <laughs> good question Aguado First, I'd establish a motive. In this case, the killer saw the size of the bug's dick and became insanely jealous. (laughs) Then I'd lose 30 pounds. Park and his wife! (laughs) (laughs) So what he did, remember, at the start, he stepped on the cockroach. cockroach, He goes, oh, homicide, where are you going to solve that? Um, But then he he goes up to Emilio, and I reckon, you look back on this, what he does here, it might seem so stupid... But you look back, and, and when I tell you what he thing. says, yeah, the words that he comes up with are genius in what he says. So when he first, he's talking out of his ass, right? He goes, I'd like to ask you a few questions, right? He starts off with. Now, this ass-talking scene was something he did in, in Living Colour. He was he was one of the one of the talent on the show, okay. which was run by Keenan Ivory Wayans, and every time he used to pitch his sketches, he'd get knocked back. And so instead of him arguing, he'd talk out of his ass. That'd be sort of the, a running gag with about him not getting his jokes on the air. Right. So later on, apparently they got, they got on, and he was he was the success that he is today. Uh, they, send, they then say that Einhorn's on a, on her way down, and then his next line is, 
what are you scared? I'm going to make a stink. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tells her, look, I've checked all the animal rights groups. I've done all this, done all that. Einhorn comes in and he's still, like everyone's at attention, he's still talking out of his, his ass. ass. And what he says, he sings a song. He sings the song, Ashol Amio. Ashol Sodomia. Sodomia, yeah. That's <laughs> right. And so, <laughs> so that that's that's what I was referring to. How all the lines he chose were Brilliant. were us refer references to asses, yes. right? Uh, then then he chats to uh, Einhorn, and she says, "Listen, leave this to the experts. Spare me the routine, Ventura. I know you're working the snowflake case. May I suggest you yield to the experts on this one? We'll find the porpoise." Whew. Now I feel better. Of course, that might not do any good. You see, nobody's missing a porpoise. It's a dolphin that's been taken. The common harbor porpoise has an abrupt snout, pointed teeth, and a triangular thoracic fin, while the bottlenose dolphin, or Terciops truncatus, has an elongated beak, round cone-shaped teeth, and a serrated dorsal appendage. <laughs> I'm sure you already knew that. That's what turns me on about you. Your attention to detail. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? He's got a rubber face. Have you noticed oh, his mate. face is rubber? Well, I, I, I do know that about his career is yeah. he's built his career in many ways on the facial expressions. Oh, I, yeah. I've actually seen interviews where, where he talks about just looking in the mirror and just seeing. Yeah, yeah. And true. It's amazing. Like, it's yeah. very talented. Like parts of his face yeah. he has control of moving that yeah. no one else does. Amazing. Next bit, we see him at a at a concert. The head this is, is a the, very the, strange. The headbanger. Head I'll concert. be honest. Yeah, this is a very. <laughs> you strange think of what's scene. going on here? He's going to see his mate, who's apparently the, his headquarters. Uh, the, is at this the thing. best part of this, and again, it's just such, such silly, silly stuff. Who's he looking for? In here? What's the name of the person? Um, oh, I forget his name. Anyway, yeah. he walks in and he says, uh, "Is Steve here?" Basically, yeah. And, and he the goes, the yeah, guy's he's headbanging. Headbanging. He goes, and he just goes, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> so he's nodding. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and here's another line I use all the time. Yeah. What's the password? Yeah. New England clam chowder. And he says, the red, red or the white? He goes, ah, oh, I never know that. He goes, I think he says the white. And he goes, yes. And he got it right. <laughs> so anyway, he's talking to his mate and talking about, look, helping him investigate who could have maybe his done mate's this? He's a computer nerd. Tracking he's sales tracking. of. Um, he's a computer you know, nerd that is clearly also an environmentalist because he's yes. he's uh, he he distracts or moves the diverts the whaling fleet of the whaling fleet yeah. away from whales. So, so what what they're doing is trying to trace <clears throat> the sale of equipment for transporting a dolphin. And, and, you, and you can imagine these two. So you got a, a guy who loves animals. He's yep. got thousands of them in his apartment. He's a pet detective. There's another nerd who is uh, you know an animal rights activist. Yep. Clearly, so you can imagine them actually. I guess yeah, getting on social <laughs> together definitely, and then what what happens? We find out that uh, Ronald Camp was the, one of the people who who is a rare bought, fish collector. He bought a large tank. Bought a tank. He's a rare fish collector. Everything and you'd need to look after when a dolphin. He, when he finds out about this, this was Ace's reaction. Really. <laughs> So, and he said, "I've actually, never seen you enjoy something <laughs> as much as this." This is funny. So, <laughs> Once he's once he finds out about Ronald Camp though, yeah, he finds out he's connected to the Dolphins because yeah. I think the land that the stadium was built on was donated, was donated by, by Ronald him. Camp. Yeah. So next thing is, he goes, I've got to get myself an invitation to his party because he's right? got. A, he also finds out he's got a big what yeah. they call a camp party coming camp. up. So yeah, so it's really a list, and I, I love this. Was this little scene was in the trailer and was one of the reasons I went to see it. So Melissa, he's with Melissa. Like he, he's Melissa's date. Yeah. 
And when they get to the door, she gives him this warning. If you do anything to embarrass me in front of camp. What? Like this? <laughs> and just the look on just his the head. sounds and the look on his face. Oh, man. It, and I, she I holds every it time. still, too. Oh, how did she do that? How? Unbelievable. How? I looked at her face every time thinking, are you laughing? She's not. I don't know how she did it. I reckon they did that 50 times, I reckon, for her to get that without laughing. But did you like the bloke who opened the door? Did you get that reference? No. Hello, reference. Captain Steubing. No. That's the love boat. Have you ever seen the show The Love Boat? I remember the concept, yeah. The, the love boat was... <coughs> You're Captain, right, though. He did look like... He looked exactly like him. He goes, hello, Captain Steubing. How is Gover and Do you reckon, because the, because the bloke actually did look like Captain Steubing from yeah. The Love Boat, do you reckon that was, again, kind of improvised? Like it could have uh, easily maybe. been, yeah. could have oh. easily been in the script as just man opens well dressed, well dressed butler opens door yep. and they go in, and you can imagine Jim Carrey going hello Captain yeah. Stubing, and not everyone losing their their nut over it. <laughs> the other thing too, one of the things he, he they meet Ron, and he's introduced as Tom Ace. Just so I don't know why they didn't use his real name. Well, because um, I think he'd probably think Ace Ventura is a really stupid name. Maybe. For a but the thing he sort of because he wants to investigate, right? He wants to have a look around his house. So he was sort of, he came up with a thing, he goes, oh, you know, he goes, oh, oh, um, how's everyone feeling tonight? He goes, food poisoning claims against wealthy owners yep. is a, could be a business on its own. Yes. <laughs> and he goes, uh, everyone's okay. And he says, look, you know, trying to keep him occupied. occupied. And then you see these couple of things where, did you see him at the, at the, he had a plate in his hand and there's a guy next to him. And he's got food in his mouth, and he's sort of sticking it out of his tongue. And then when the bloke looks at him, he sort of puts it back. So he's a child, basically. So, so stupid, he's but a funny. child. So funny, and he does it perfectly timed. As soon as the bloke looks back at him, the food goes back in his mouth. So uh, you probably tell your kids, don't don't be doing that. Do your kids exactly. do that? Have your no, kids I've ever done seen that? My kids do that. No. no. Okay. If they show them this movie, they're going to start doing it. Definitely not going to yeah. watch this movie. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, he goes to the bathroom. Did you like how the Mission Impossible music kicks in? Yeah. And it's you know the dun 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 dun, dun and then he goes climbs out the window. Finds the massive shark to massive fish tank. Just, right. just when he before he think, gets there. Hello. Let's re, let's remember this again. I I can't imagine how this is scripted or it's a, just a scene because he jumps out of a window and then do, does a maneuver along a fence as if he's hanging off like the edge railing. of a building. <laughs> he wants to make it look more dangerous. When there's a full <laughs> right, there's, you can just walk there. He could just walk to the door. <laughs> he did. But he goes he goes outside the that's, railing. That's he goes inside the railing. It's just. <laughs> like this, that's. Part I can't of it. imagine that's part of it. This being anyone else but a, but Jim Carrey's mind. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But then he finds. I love the thing where you see him just looking up at this massive tangy thing. I hang on. What's I've done here? it? I found I it. Found himself yeah. like, and then a big shark jumps. In. Jaws so moment. He says, and, and I love. He falls in the water and he gets dragged around like Jaws, and he comes back out. He comes out of the toilet, all wet and with ragged clothes. Do not go in there. Woo! <laughs> and I've got to say Which is also a great line I say that to this day yeah, yeah, Do I can not imagine. go in there After I go to the bathroom I joke to my, my family to, I'm pretty sure your family's sick yeah. <laughs> I love how uh, Ron Kemp says I'm sorry uh, Mr. East I'll have the plumbing check He goes Gro-. He goes If I was drinking out of that toilet I could have been killed <laughs> But then what he does Remember he says They say goodbye He shakes his hand And kisses his hand And sees no, the, sees the ring And then he tries to pull it off him and he looks at it and he goes, uh, you know, there wasn't, he saw a stone wasn't missing yeah. uh, on his ring, right? So anyway, they're, they're, they're back at Melissa's apartment. And he says, look, I saw the same stone that I found in the tank on Camp's ring. But Camp's ring, Camp's ring wasn't missing the stone. 
So then they established that the Dolphins' 84 championship team he very got quickly the same finds ring, the book that shows right? it, yes. So finds the missing the 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 missing the, the booklet and says, right, I've got to find who's got a ring. And I, I love stone. the fact this whole next scene is basically a montage. You don't have yeah. to overplay it. It just paints the picture that he's going to track down everyone from the photo, yeah. everyone that got the, the, the ring, so he's going to eliminate them one <laughs> by one. It's a funny thing where, he, remember the bloke the, he's the one, driving? The he, one he's driving. He makes the bloke and he sticks mate. his finger up and he looks at his ring and he says, your ring's okay. <laughs> and then it, he slaps the bloke with a towel and he gets punched in the head and he looks at looks the, the, the impact imp- and he goes, yeah, on his head. all of those. And I think he has an arm wrestle with another bloke. Yep. And he, and he I think the guy in the <laughs> urinal. No, the guy in the urinal is <laughs> the best one because it's you know big butch football yeah, player. And, he goes, and he's looking at him and then it turns out, the football player's looking at him as well, and he yeah. follows him out in a very dainty <laughs> way. Did you see, though, where they're both there, and Ace is looking down at his gear, and then the guy looks down at his gear and laughs, <laughs> and then Ace goes sort of with shy, and he's like, yeah, okay, sorry, mate, I'm not that big. But <laughs> then the bloke follows him out of the, of the toilet. They're all, by the way, real Miami Dolphins players. Oh, really? All actual players in that montage. And the coach. The coach was in the mailbox. Remember the coach? Yes. He put his arm in, and he grabs it and yeah. looks at it with the lighter. That was the coach of the Dolphins at the time. His name escapes wow. me right now, but that was the actual. They all were taking part. So anyway, he's back at Melissa's apartment, upset. He says, "Look, he goes. Maybe you're wrong. He goes, no. It came from an '84 championship ring. And then he suddenly talks, looks at the dog, and the dog. He sees the dog seems a bit sad. And um, she, he, he, he's asked the questions, and then Melissa replies like he, he says. <laughs> They're having a little bit of an argument here, and um, he really can't handle not being right. You know what? You're just mad because your stupid little pebble theory didn't work out, <coughs> and you don't know how to express your anger. Yeah, and you're ugly. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to talk to you. Would you please leave? Why? So you can beat him? Batty. <laughs> Batty. You're unbelievable. You know what? Hiring you is the biggest mistake I ever made. Well, why don't you cry about it? Saddlebags. <laughs> <laughs> that phone ringing in the background was the call that she got about Roger Padacta and dead, how he committed suicide. Dead, yeah. He was found dead in his apartment. So they head over to Roger's condo and Roger allegedly killed himself. And Ace is at the scene with Melissa there too, eh? Yep. And well, she, let, she, she takes him up, <clears throat> lets yeah. him in. I love the fact that they start this. This is very well directed, scripted. Because he, he essentially, at the very, very start, as he's standing around he's without hearing, really being, he's hearing, hearing theories, things. Yeah. And we're hearing things. We hear yeah. things like all the Murder things screen. that he uses yeah. in his, you know, spiel that's about to come up yeah. is stuff that we hear and we can deduce as well, essentially. It's yeah. very smartly done. And like I like how Einhorn says, <laughs> who let like, Dr. Doolittle in? Who let Dr. Doolittle and, in? Uh, so, and he says, look, I wouldn't want someone tracing my steps. And he goes out on the balcony and points out the blood. He says, "Oh, he goes. What about the blood? The spot on the balcony?" He goes, "Look here. Here's what I think happened." May I tell you what I think happened? Alrighty then. Roger Padactor went out after work. He had a few drinks and he came home, but he wasn't alone. Someone else was with him in this apartment. There was a struggle and he was thrown over that balcony. Roger Padactor didn't commit suicide. He was murdered. Well, that's a very entertaining story, but unfortunately, real detectives have to worry about that little thing called evidence. And he says, oh, well, I guess I'm out of my league here. Yeah. But then he does what I call a Steve Jobs. Yeah, the one more thing. 
Oh, there is just one more thing, Lieutenant. <laughs> this woman is Roger Padactor's neighbor. She lives across the hall. She said she heard a scream. Is that right, ma'am? Right. And you said you had to open the balcony door when you keyed into the room? That's true. You're certain you had to open this door? Yeah, I'm certain. What's the point, Ventura? Only this. So he's opening and closing the, the, the door on the balcony. This is double-pane soundproof glass. There's no way that neighbor could have heard Pedactor scream on the way down with that door shut. The scream she heard came from inside this apartment before he was thrown over the balcony and the murderer closed the door before he left. Yes! Yes! Oh, yeah! <laughs> Feel that, <laughs> 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 and I like she says, "Get him out of here!" And then he goes, "Loser!" <laughs> smart thing That's there so about that—that that, that that was a really smart theory. Yeah, is they um, again the way it's shot and the audio because you as soon as he opens the door to go out, you hear the helicopter. Yeah. So they present in audio sense they present this. He's outside. Sound. Yeah. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. It's just a little thing. Yeah. So, so when he's so on the balcony, well yeah, he's yeah. on the balcony. Yeah, true. You hear him and the helicopter. So I love how uh, they're back at uh, checking more rings, receipts, um, and he. I love this. He gets says, "Look, uh, you know, why don't you ever do this for with be a real detective?" He says, "Well, no, I don't do humans." And then he tells her this story. One time when I was about twelve, I had this dream that I was being followed by a big dog with rabies. He had these really bloodshot eyes and foam coming out of his mouth. No matter how fast I ran, he just kept gaining on me and gaining on me and gaining on me. Then just before I got to my front door, he jumped and sank his teeth in. That's when I woke up and felt the back of my neck. Check that out. <laughs> <laughs> He's a, he's a total idiot, isn't he? And he said, oh, once you get inside my head, there's no turning back, baby. <laughs> and they, they share a little moment, though. Remember, sort of they were they sort of locked eyes, and then he yes. goes, okay. So then he sort of got to scare. Okay, so uh, what what the – then he looks – he sees a photo. He goes, who's that? It's like he's looking through her, and yeah. he sees a photo on the on the wall. Yes. Of, the, of a Dolphins of team. Of Ray Finkel. And he, he goes, who's he, this? He's so uh, – his observations are so astute yes. that he picks someone who is in this photo on the wall, but not in the photo. He's been crossing because he was off. traded, or he was a mid-season trade or something. Yep. He goes, "Oh, that's Ray Finkel. He missed the famous <laughs> field goal." Yes, but he got a ring, didn't he? So he was thinking, right. And then uh, I love that the next scene was them checking. This is pre-internet, don't forget. So they're yeah. checking the press clippings on the microfiche. You know, they saw the library back in the day. Still do. This would have been a Google search if yep, it was made exactly. today. So, um, and he goes, yeah, poor guy. Poor guy with a motive, baby. And then he says, look, you, you can't be alone right now. Let's. Uh, the next scene we see is uh, Ace and Melissa getting it on getting while it on. all the animals are watching too. Yes, <laughs> and, and uh, gesticulating in many ways, yeah. the animals too. Now, a little bit of trivia about this scene, mate. Apparently, yeah. Courtney Cox was terrified of animals, oh. especially monkeys. And the monkey was jumping all up and down the scene. And while they were doing this, she was absolutely terrified. So you see the, the scenes of her in the bed, you know, where he's sort of doing the actions. You don't really see her. It's only at the end when he goes, oh, three times? He goes, yeah, I must be tired. And then that's like a close-up. You don't see the animals around her. So she was a bit scared of the animals in that scene. Because wow. remember, they were all around the bed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So not, not the best experience for her. 
Anyway, he drives <laughs> down to see Ray Finkel. Yeah. And he finds the house, you know, it's been defaced. You know, all the, you know, all the, you know, die Finkel, you loser and all that. People so everyone, happy with the Ray everyone, Everyone's yeah. gone down there. And uh, he then knocks on the door. Hi, I'm looking for Ray Finkel. And a clean pair of shorts. <laughs> so good. I love the scene. He goes, what do you know about Ray Finkel? And he goes, and he just tells him his whole career. He goes, oh, yeah, you're a soccer style kicker. This and this, graduated from here and all that. And so he goes, look, he goes, this is my Graceland. And then the, the woman, the mum comes out. And she's trying to grab the shotgun off the dad and he's pointing at Ace and he's sort of yeah, trying yeah. to get out of the way. He goes, this is a fan of our son. Let him in. And then, because and, Ace asks the mum, yeah. says, you know, is, is Ray coming back? Yeah. And, and he says, you yeah, he'll be home soon. She yeah. goes, yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll be home. home. Yeah. He'll be home soon. Yeah, so sure. Just, sure. Uh, she goes in She goes in, and um, he's, he said, oh, okay, he'll be, he'll be pleased you stop by. And um, she, she, just, like the, she goes off to make the cookies or whatever and the, the, the dad <laughs> says... He goes, Ray ain't coming home. He says, look, the engine's running, but no one's behind the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> and then he finds out that Finkel escaped. He goes, he escaped from Shady Acres Mental Hospital. So the mum comes out, though, with the cookies. It was all that Dan Marino's fault. Everyone knows that. If he had held the ball laces out like he's supposed to, Ray would never have missed that kick. Dan Marino should die of gonorrhea and rot in hell. Would you like a cookie, son? <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? They're little footballs. <laughs> Laces out. <laughs> <laughs> Should oh, die of rear and Rotting Hill. Yeah. Laces out would on you the like footballs. A, would you like a cookie, son? Oh, jeez. But what I love here is that they decide to go up to his room. Yes. He goes, can I see it? And then, and then she the goes, room. I, she, she says yes, as we she's walking up to it. I kept it just as he left it. <laughs> it's, it's one of those moments, as, and you've seen a lot of movies where, you know, a parent's lost a child through yeah, a horrible yeah, accident, yeah. or they've moved out of home and they've never seen them for 20 years, but they keep <laughs> their room. And you normally open the room and you see this beautiful, you know, child's room. Um, yeah. But that's not what we see here. Well, yeah, we see, like, die, Dan, die, and all this yeah. you know, like, a picture of Dan Marino with an arrow through arrow it. Through it him, he's obviously it. bitter about uh, what happened little. there with Dan Marino. But what I love, though, is there just happens to be a projector in the room, and they can just actually find, they can watch what happened. Five seconds to go here in Super Bowl 17. Dolphins trailing the 49ers by one. This will win the game for Miami. There's the snap. Marino holds. The kick, and it's wide. Oh, no, it's no good. Ray Finkel blew a 26-yard field goal. I don't believe it. The Dolphins lose. The Dolphins lose. So, you know the plot of this, him missing the goal? Yeah was actually based on, loosely based on a true story. Oh, really? Buffalo Bills kicker Scott Norwood in Super Bowl 25. This was three years before the movie's release. Uh Uh, In 2016, though, 22 years after the movie was released, Life Imitated Art, where Minnesota Vikings kicker Blair Walsh missed a game-winning field goal in a playoff. Oh, in uh, the laces out manner of saving a Finkel, so uh, yeah, it's sort of was based on something that had happened, but then it actually it happened, happened again. in real life. So yeah, oh. uh, next thing he calls Melissa. Ace, where are you? I'm in Psychoville, and Finkel's the mayor. Where's Dan Marino? Marino, why? 
because he's about to join Snowflake. I've got to know where he is. All right, he had a practice, and then he has a commercial shoot at, at the Bogart soundstage. Okay, call the police. Get extra security over there now. Ace, what's going on? Ace. Ace. Thought I left, didn't you? <laughs> okay, I'm really going to go this time. <laughs> so good because she's like, "What's going on?" And she doesn't ever get an answer to that. Yeah, he just plays giggles. Yeah, and the next we we he needs to know where Marino is, and the next thing we see Marino shooting, shooting an ad, ad yeah, and um, he's then carried out by a couple of extras, and he goes, "What's this? A rewrite?" <laughs> Do you like how Ace though comes around the corner, knocks over a couple of police, and he goes, "Excuse me, gentlemen," Ace Ventura Petter knocks him over, but parks again. No, no, they, so they were shooting at him this time. The, the oh, guy right, yeah. that, who took down Marino was shooting at him. Yep. And he rolls the car anyway. He's 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 out of action there. Next thing we see is the press conference because now Dan Marino's been kidnapped. Don't forget. So yep. uh, they're asking about Snowflake and Dan Marino, but Ace is wait is waiting in her office, and then he tells her, "I've solved that pesky Snowflake Dan Marino Roger yes. Actor thing," and uh, he explains what happened about Ray, Ray Finkel. Uh, she says, "Look, I saw I saw his room." Cozy, if you, you have a lecter, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he says, uh, "Who, who, how, how does Roger fit in?" And he he talks about how look they gave the dolphin Finkel's number. He took it personally, and that's the reason for him doing it. And he goes, "Oh, oh and, you know, he's right. been plotting his revenge ever since, right?" <laughs> right. And uh, he was waiting for the perfect time to take his revenge, and it was Super Bowl time. So, and he says, "I love it." He says, "Man, I'm tired of being right." And then, but we see a sort of different attitude then suddenly from Einhorn. Congratulations. You've done some fine detective work. Ace. I'm sorry, could you speak into my good ear? I thought I heard you call me Ace. Maybe I was wrong about you. Maybe you are more than just a pet dick. You know when saxophones play, there's something doing, eh? They're, they're having a bit of a smooch here. Your gun is digging into my hip. What's wrong, Ace? Want me to read you your rights? Maybe later. Maybe, maybe such, later. It's such a funny scene to watch, having seen the movie. Yeah. You know Thinking I mean? back to that, yeah. In the rewatch. Yes, very much very so. Very good. I like she says, look, when we find Snowflake, I'll deliver Marino. So they're still, still. don't forget, Snowflake and Marino are missing. Yeah. Uh, then he tells Melissa, he goes, I need you to commit me. So he goes to Shady Acres. Yes. And the, the name of that of that uh, place was kind of after the director. It was, his name's Shadak. Oh, really? So Shady Acres, they made it sort of a play on his, his okay. surname. Uh, he goes in, pretends he's nuts. This, Did this, you like the honestly, super slow-mo? This, oh, yeah, the super <laughs> slow-mo, the outfit, the yeah. hair. There's just so She pretends much. he's his brother, eh? So he's my brother. Anyway, he's my brother. He's yeah. a loony. Your brother will You've fit in You've got to commit here. him. It's just some of his best work. Yeah. Oh, honestly, there's so much good stuff in this movie. Yeah. But if you were to extract a scene... Yeah. That's that, is, a, that was in the trailer, for sure. This is this is it. I mean, there's so much here where he does that slow-mo, and then they're doing a walking tour of the joint, and he's making stupid noises, doing stupid Did things. Did you like how he does it in reverse, too? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's backwards. The whole thing. <laughs> Super uh, slow-mo. Um... And, yeah, but there's also this great point where the, the, you know, they're getting a tour of the whole facility. He's he's running around in the in I'm the, open, I'm open, as yeah. if he's playing a game of football, yeah. but he's on his own. They're walking down a corridor. The the dude that runs the joint points out a storeroom, and that's it's at that point where 
he just he breaks into this half time mode, collapses on a, on a chair, and she like, I love this because you think she doesn't she's not brief she doesn't know what he's going to do, but she's is so in tune with his stupidity yeah that just, she realizes right twenty minutes yeah. she realizes she, yeah, he yeah. needs to stay here yeah she needs to head off yeah, yeah, yeah. that helps the story it's Absolutely. brilliant yeah yeah so they th- it's a right. great scene they I reckon this story. is the scene of the movie it's very funny and she he finds Finkel's storage box yeah and. <laughs> they pull out the diary and every Same page stuff. says, die, Dan, die. And Aces, I, yeah. I use this line as well. Obsess much? Obsess Like much? something much or, yeah. you know, whatever much? Yeah. That was where I got that from. And he sees the article, though, about a missing hiker. Yeah. Lou, Lois Einhorn is the name of the missing hiker. You're thinking, what the hell? And I think he says, holy shit balls. Um, so Einhorn is seen leaving the station um, and... The I think Emilio goes in and looks yes. through her desk and f- sees a letter from Roger Padacta saying, "Oh, that was a great night we so spent together." So we meant to assume here that someone she has called knew, Emilio. Well, I think Ace must have sort of tipped him off. So That's listen, what I'm saying. It's just because he went when, when he find out right. So they think, "Look, she says something doing." So Einhorn leaves, sees the letter from Roger. He calls Ace, right. and he's then thinking, "Well, how are these two? Involved and remember, he's racking his brain. Einhorn, Finkel, Einhorn, and then the, do you remember when the dog's sitting on the on the picture and the dog's hair wrapped around Ray Finkel, so <laughs> it made him look like he goes, "That's it." He, he he works out what the hell's going on. What the? That's it. That's it. Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn! Einhorn is a man! Oh my god! <laughs> Einhorn is a man! <laughs> now, I'm going to ask you here. Yeah. Were you a bit lost at this whole bit? No, not at all. Okay, so because as soon as he, so it, it it evolves from he's he's cracked the case to realizing he's just made out with yes a man, but and so he's washing his teeth, he's scrubbing his mouth. The he's, reason I'm asking is that song is from a movie called The Crying Game. Oh, okay, well there, yeah, George, I'm aware, I'm aware of what Cast- happens in that. George but, Costanza references Crying Game as well in really? Seinfeld. Remember the scene where. He he sees his so dad. The, so what needs, you're saying is the song is an additional, yeah. you know, uh, and, little, and little it was, thing for, for and movie it, nerds. It wasn't in the original screenplay. This whole thing because the crying game actually came out like six months earlier. So it's a last minute decision to use the music from the film to spoof the crying game. Wow. So if, look, spoiler alert: the crying game's about a man who falls in love with who what he thinks is a woman, and when they have sex, he finds out that he's transsexual. He's got a penis, right? And that's that's the whole crying game. Sorry yeah. to spoil it for everyone, but it was a massive at the time, and it was said, "Don't spoil it." It was like a huge twist in the movie, right? And that's the basis for that little reaction, yeah, and right. the basis for George Costanza's reaction. Remember, he goes, "Oh, I saw my daddy had breasts." He goes, "It was like my own personal crying game." Yes. So that's the reference to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know whether you knew that at all, but the music he, I didn't know. Yeah. But the whole well, that's the yeah. move. That's the theme from the song. Right, okay. Boy George sings the song. Okay, and uh, he's in the shower. Remember, he burns his clothes. And <laughs> yes, the whole thing. <laughs> Crazy, um, and then he's sort of out the front of the police station. And he's remembering, he goes, your gun is digging into my yeah, hip. And he, he goes, oh. And he puts like 50 bits of gum in his mouth. 
Anyway, he follows her to the hideout yeah. and discovers that Dan Marino is there. So I love how Ace arrives and he sees Einhorn hassling Marino. Yeah. And then she says to him, do I look familiar? And then she kicks she kicks the, the ball through the roof. Remember? And she goes, he goes, laces out. That's how it should be. He goes, and then she walks up to him and kisses him. Remember, she kisses Dan yeah. Marino. And she says, I'll be right back. And then you see Ace coming towards, and I call it the shortest boat ride ever. He gets yes. in the boat and goes like half a metre and then gets out again. <laughs> it's like what he's doing his Mission Impossible stuff. Yeah. And they find that they're throwing, the, the, the henchmen are saying to him, he goes, look at us, Dan, we're throwing passes to a dolphin. Remember, they're throwing the ball to Snowflake? Yeah. And so Ace comes up behind and knocks him out. But then uh, we see Ace coming and meeting Dan Marino. Hi, Dan. Who are you? Ace Ventura, pet detective. I've been sent in with a special play. Quarterback sneak. Penalty. Too many men on the field. I warned you, Ventura. Whatever happened to Ace? Good question. <laughs> so she's pulled the gun and she's thinking, well, she could sort of set up, set him up here. Yeah. Melissa and Emilio are at the stadium. And Emilio says, "Look, we got to. We got Ace needs our help. Yeah. You know, he must have said, look, 'Look, I'm going to head over here. Come over.' Um, and I, I love it how he says, 'Look, yeah, you know, Ace can just about handle anything, but then this happens.' <laughs> Don't kill me, please. I'll never tell anyone. I swear. He's the one you want. Kill him. No, no, kill him. No, kill him. He's the detective. Come on, look at the guy." Cry, baby. Jock. Wimp. Musclehead. Shut up! <laughs> I think I'll kill the dolphin first. I wouldn't want you to miss that. And there's a snap. The kick. And it's good. Miami. Good to see somebody who doesn't buckle under the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> what would you know about pressure? Well, I have kissed a man <laughs> so she tries ace tries to subdue so they get into a bit of a, a bit of a fight and she says shoot him and then melissa walks in holding amelia you think she's holding him hostage she yeah. says look out and he goes look she's serious let him let her go and then ace has his chance then to offer his explanation if you were to look up professional football's all-time bonehead plays you might read about a Miami Dolphin kicker named Ray Finkel, who missed a 26-yard field goal in the closing seconds of Super Bowl 17. What you wouldn't read about is how Ray Finkel lost his mind, was committed to a mental hospital only to escape and join the police force under the assumed identity of a missing hiker, manipulating his way to the top in a diabolical scheme to get even with Dan Marino, whom he blamed for the entire thing. <laughs> 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 He lays it out. Uh, I love that um, Einhorn's next line. Die, animal boy! And he goes, oh, quick decision. And then he flips her into the water. And do you remember when... So she's in the water, and as she's climbing up out of the water, her hand, you see the Super Bowl ring. Yeah. And he takes it off her. And uh, she says, look, 
she's not Lois Einhorn. She's a man. She's a and man. to prove it, he goes, what are you talking about? How do you mean? And so Jim Carrey actually came up with the idea of taking all her clothes off bit by bit to sort of to say, well, okay, yeah. what if, a, if you were a woman, would you need this? Yeah. Try to pull it, off the wig. It's like the Scooby-Doo where, you know, but, but it doesn't work. <laughs> it's a good idea. You know, good reference. But, 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 by, but by doing things like exposing a bra, it's like, hang on yeah. a minute, that's definitely not a man. Yeah. He goes, that surgery could be done over the weekend. Yeah, but then he goes. Look, there's one thing you can't hide. Remember, he goes, you can't hide, Mister Kanish, and he takes a pants off, and there's nothing there, and he goes, oh boy, and then Dan Marino calls him over. If the lieutenant is indeed a woman, as she claims to be, then my friend, she is suffering from the worst case of hemorrhoids I have ever seen. <laughs> That's why Roger Pedactor is dead. He found Captain Winky. <laughs> and they're all the best, they're no, all the, spewing but well. see the best part of this I actually like the, the two parts of this scene that are insane first one is the the shot of her ass and you know yeah. Mr. Winky yes but the second part is that they cut to every single police officer and a woman and a, and a woman are spitting vomiting vomiting yeah, because, because she's been through she them all <laughs> in the yeah, same way that Jim obvious, Carrey obvious. had earlier that's so good so good so yeah she uh, this is when she says die animal boy and then we see the Super Bowl ring so yeah I uh, she we that obviously means that yeah she's uh, she's the culprit Next thing we see, they're driving. Because don't forget, the Super Bowl's on today, right? Yeah. So Dan Marino's probably missed the whole first half. But uh, they're getting him to the game. Hey! Yeah, Dan? you have any more of that gum? That's none of your damn business, and I'll thank you to stay out of my personal affairs. You're a weird guy, Ace. Weird guy. <laughs> I often use that, too. That's none of your damn business. I <laughs> thank you to stay out of my personal affairs. That's funny. Anyway, we see Snowflake's back at the game. Uh, Dan's back for the second half. But what does Ace spot? The albino pigeon. The albino pigeon. What happens? It was the Philadelphia Eagles mascot. Just shoes it away. Just shoes it away from the Gatorade. He goes, you idiot. He goes, you cost me 25 grand, Polly. (laughs) And he says, blow me. And then they have a fight. Remember, they're fighting. And then they announce over the speaker. They said, oh, we would like to thank... Ace Ventura for all his help. And he's bashing this guy and looks up in the middle of his fight. And but I think that. the beautiful irony of this is he, his big moment on the big screen and he's having a fight with an animal. Do you know what I mean? He's a pet detective. He's a pet detective. He's the biggest lover of pets in the world and he's having a fight he's with an animal. fighting a bird. Yeah, yes. fighting a man in a bird suit. Yeah, very Honestly, funny. mate. Very funny. That... <laughs> Final. I think that... That was the freeze frame of him so looking pretty embarrassed. And I think the Shady Acres and the... Everyone's <laughs> spitting when she's exposed as a man. That's funny. Are my favourite two parts of this movie. Yeah, well, my favourites are... We could have had five million lines in this section now, yeah. but here are the favourites. Here and are the lines that Stephen hasn't already used. These are, So I love this bit when he's about to walk, go into the tank for the first time. If I'm not back in five minutes... Just wait longer. <laughs> see that? That's, see my. I use that too. You know that's my good. memory is so bad, but that's something I want to remember. I want to remember that one because it's such a great <laughs> line. Look, if I'm not back in ten minutes, just wait longer. Just wait longer. Like yeah. you know, I could say you could say that to your family. I'm just going to the shops. If I'm not back in twenty minutes, just wait longer. I love this too when he first sees um, Lois Einhorn. As mio, oh mia. Holy testicle Tuesday. <laughs> I love at the end of this scene too. Remember when he says, look, I'm going to make your life a living hell. He goes, look, I'm not quite ready for a relationship. 
And uh, he leaves it with this. Hey, maybe I'll give you a call sometime. Your number's still 911? Alrighty then. <laughs> I, this is the line I reckon I use most from this movie. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty impressive what you did back at the apartment. You don't have to tell me. I was there. <laughs> I was there. Oh. I use that on my wife. Oh, oh, I use that on my wife all the time. Alrighty. She How did that happen? <laughs> How did that happen, Rob? We're talking plot How holes. How do you do plot holes now, in a I, comedy? No, I'll, I'll give you one, right? Okay. This is probably the only one and the, probably the most obvious one. Other than the dog we talked about earlier, yeah. Wouldn't kidnapping and murdering Dan Marino be far more powerful than kidnapping a dolphin? Why would you go for the dolphin? Wouldn't you just go for Dan Marino? Well, first? as you said earlier, I didn't. I missed it. But the they dolphin, gave the dolphin his number. Yeah, so yeah. he's he's a lunatic. Yeah, so it's a it's an easy target. I mean, right. well, not, that's not that that's easy. That's a really disrespectful thing yeah. to do. Okay, I just thought, yeah, who's the, she blames? He she blames Dan Marino, and you think that that would be? Yeah, you know, he didn't have the laces out like he said. Long time like, stewing on the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, maybe so. okay. Well, she, she wasn't a mental. But like I say, I mean, yeah. you're digging plot holes in a comedy. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard. All right, let's move on to things you might not know, Trev. Okay. How did Ace Ventura come up with his voice, you reckon? Yeah. The voice was something he used in his stand-up routine. Okay. In fact, the alrighty then was the catchphrase of one of his stand-up characters. Ah. Yeah, and uh, after the line, he said some of the lines in the script needed punching up, and that's what he used. He, he thought he'd use the voice, that he, uh-huh. uh, and he chucked in a few alrighty then as well. Alrighty then. Now, in an interview, Jim Carrey revealed uh, inside, he was interviewed on the, inside the actor's studio, yep. and he said he based Ace Ventura, so his character, on a bird. So you think of his hairstyle, you remember he had his flipped yeah, up very, hairstyle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like, a, that was like a, a cockatoo, or a parakeet. The clothing was all colourful, like a tropical bird. True, and yes. the walk was even bird-like, he was saying. He goes, everything the was legs. about a bird. So yeah, when I right. spoke, everything was based on a bird, even his hairstyle. Okay. Yeah. Now, I mentioned already Courtney Cox was terrified during the sex scene because of the monkeys. Yeah. Uh, the film was, though, heavily criticised by the LBGT community because uh, it was they accused oh, of being trans homophobic, stuff. transphobic, and its handling of having a villain being the transgender person, they thought, eh, not the best. But and oh and and the, what 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 they didn't like was Ace's reaction to kissing he her after that. You know the crying game and all that, vomiting and burning your clothes and all that as well. Now, this is in the '90s, so it, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, a lot different today, I suppose. Uh, Tom Shadak uh, defended the joke after some anti-defamation groups got up in his face. Oh. Saying it was just about we're, we're less about making fun of trans people, but more about how easily Ace will break. Like it's more about Ace's weakness rather than the transgender weakness. It's about him, how his reaction was to okay. to the door. So yeah, did you notice in the movie the Dolphins play the Super Bowl at Joe Robbie Stadium? That's their home ground. Yeah. Now at the time the NFL rules, uh, although the rules did not prohibit them from playing a Super Bowl. No team had done it until 2021. I was just going to say. Well, Tampa, it, Tampa Bay Tampa Buccaneers Bay. played there. And also, this year, LA Rams played at SoFi yes, Stadium. It was so like two, two years in a row. Two years in a row. Now, I know you're a car man. Yep. Ace's car. 
What is it? I don't 1972 yeah. Chevrolet Monte Carlo. Yeah, right. Are you a glasses man too? He was wearing the Ray-Ban Ballarama sunglasses. Uh, okay. Now, when when Ace Ventura, he's, this is a thing, did you notice, right? When Ace Ventura first talks to Einhorn about his theory about Ray Finkel, yeah. if you look closely on the desk, there are two apples and a banana arranged <laughs> in a suggestive way, kind of sort of... Uh, Pick ball style. Yeah, sort of previews what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, wow. Here, how's this, right? This is what I call the clues in plain sight. Okay, okay yeah. About Einhorn. Yep. Okay. When the, the they arrive at the apartment, the dog barks at, at Einhorn. Yes, I noticed that. And they're thinking, okay, so what, She they, they she, the dog must have seen her before? Yes. Ace jokes, oh, yeah, he can detect evil, yes. uh, sense evil, right? Yep. When... Um, Einhorn thinks he goes. She follows him out to the balcony, not really to mock his findings, but to see what he knows, to see what he comes up with. Yes. And remember when she touches the blood stain, she reaches over and touches it, but without a glove on. Yes. You think no glove? Hang on. Police, real police, wouldn't do that. Um, When Einhorn first meets, uh, when Ace first meets Einhorn, we played the clip. Where he says, holy testicle Tuesday. Yes. So is that not foreshadowing the whole, whole all thing. those things? Yes. Yeah. So clues in plain sight, I call yeah, that. Okay, nice. Yeah. The team picture from the 1984 season in the movie was taken at Joe Robbie Stadium, which actually wasn't built yet in 1984. <laughs> uh, they were still in the Orange Bowl in 1984. And if you notice, too, in the very last scene, as Ace Ventura is driving Dan to the Super Bowl, you can see the stadium in the background. But the car park is empty. No car park. No cars. If it's Super Bowl, the car There'd park is empty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Righto, mate. Your wrap-up and rating. Look, I enjoyed it. It was a fun movie. Like, stupid. Out there, yeah. Like, stupid. Over the top. Stupid, but that's yeah. kind of a good review. You had to know that going in, I reckon. Oh, yeah. And again, so this is one that I think goes against my earlier thoughts about loving not seeing trailers. I think this would have benefited from having seen a trailer. <laughs> Because then I would have gone in knowing to expect stupidity. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I Absolutely. Think, yeah. I think that's a really interesting differential between watching the trailers as I haven't done. Absolutely. And, and having seen them. So, look, I enjoyed it. It's like a seven and a half out of ten yeah. for me. Uh, it's it, a lot, It's actually mate. not my yeah. style of comedy, I don't think. Um, <laughs> I can recite every line of this movie. You're, you're I've a, seen it many you're times. You're a very sad man. I'm a sad man. Very sad man. Anyway, that's Ace Ventura Pet Detective. What did you say? Seven, seven, seven and, and a half. half seven point yeah. five. That's pretty. That's pretty respectable. All right. Next week, mate. In just in time for Anzac Day, we're going to be watching Gallipoli. Excellent. Nineteen eighty one film starring Mel Gibson and Mark Lee. Now the film was directed by Peter Weir. Uh-huh. Now your millionaire question: Which of these films did Peter Weir not direct? Jesus. A Dead Poet Society, B, Witness, C, Master and Commander, or D, The Truman Show? I feel like you gave this away last week, but... I gave it away how? I feel like we talked about this. Okay. I think we well, talked about Peter Weir at some okay. point. Okay. Did I mention all those movies? I, f- I don't think you mentioned Witness. Is that your answer? That's my answer. It's a trick question. He directed all of them. Oh, you suck. (laughs) 
He drafted all of us. So bad. Yeah, trick question. Anyway, mate, good on you. But next week, we are going to be watching Gallipoli just in time. It'll be released just a couple of days ahead of Anzac Day, the day we should pay our respects to to our diggers. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, Thank you for listening to Ace Ventura Pet Detective. But next week, be sure to tune in to a little bit more of a serious film, and that is Gallipoli. Trev, I look forward to talking to you then. I can't wait.